All right, today on Context Free, I've got a surprise for Jason. What? This is Jason K. And this is Jason M. And this is Context Free. Um, What's yeah, going on? I have a surprise for you. You're, What's the surprise? You're like, I haven't told you because you're going to be floored. I'm going to be floored? Guess what we did. You bought a Tesla SUV. No, we watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You did? <laughs> Did you at least enjoy it in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely. Was it fun? It was great. It's pretty humorous. Great. So background. So, background. Yes. Um, I think this is one of Jason's Jason's favorite movies. I don't know if it's the absolute favorite, but definitely one of his favorites. He talks about it a lot. He lent it to me over three years ago. <laughs> the Blu-ray disc has been sitting in my coffee table for at least three years, and it just sits there staring at me. And then the other day, he's like, you know, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and I said, it is. And... We turned it on, and it was, and I realized why it was hard for us to usually watch it. So we turn it on, the kids are playing in the kitchen, and it becomes quickly apparent that, like, yeah, not not for the kids. I told I, I you did, said that I did say that. But where do you? I mean, they stay up till we like, right? If I watch a movie in bed, I'm going to fall asleep. So that doesn't yeah. happen. No, you 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 don't have a lot of context where you can watch non child friendly content. I don't. Yeah, no. So that's a big part of why I haven't uh, <laughs> haven't seen it, but. It was really fun. It was one of these movies where I'd never, I never knew what was coming next. I would like to point out that I got in trouble for using the word fun recently. And, uh, fun? Yeah. So, so you, you, you were like, wow. And you were kind of implying that I, it was really a pejorative term. Like I was using it to be dismissive um, of oh, something. Oh, yes. What was you I? were minimizing. Um, and I, this is what I think. It was either it, Knives Out. It, or, was knives, it was Knives Out. And yeah. I said it was fun because – more context. Ryan Johnson is one of my favorite yeah. filmmakers. He made Brick, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's not a high budget movie. It's not a fun movie. Um, whereas this movie is fun. And I think uh, maybe I was being dismissive. I think it's just a different in context. Like I go to all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. which are fun, yeah. but, but mostly not good. Right. And I, I think for you, fun is more pejorative than it is for me. I think it was the way you said it. Like, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, we are not a movie podcast. <laughs> we are a gaming podcast here where we talk about all sorts of games. Although, I've seen more movies this month than I have seen probably the rest of the year combined. It is the staying at home or going into a dark place. Well, so. I, was, I was on a trip in Chicago on my own, so I saw two movies mm. just on my own. I saw Parasite and yes. Knives Out, yeah. which, like I said, I saw Parasite, so therefore I, and I didn't see all the other likely Oscar nominees, so therefore it's the best picture of the year because right. I saw it. Yeah, it's but, the one that you saw and obviously is the best. It's obviously, if you see it, it's obviously the best. Obviously the best. There's no doubt about it. That one, that was a uh, shout out to... Uh, a listener of the show, my friend Clifford, who mm. we were at PAX Unplugged Uh-oh. earlier in the month, yeah. and he didn't tell me anything about it. He just said, movie's amazing. That's, you need, you need to best. see it. That's the best. And I didn't know anything about it, yeah. and he was dead on right. So thank you, Clifford, for that recommendation. Very good movie. Um, Knives Out was also fun. <laughs> it was a good time. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good time. Um, and we saw Star Wars. Yeah, we did. We're not going to do Star we Wars just spoilers. Spoil the whole no, thing. we're not going to do Star Wars spoilers. Oh, no. Jabba the Hutt is a Jedi, and yeah, he right. kills everyone. Ah. Right, right. Uh, Boba Fett is really Snape, and <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was was a blast. Um, it's, it's fun. It it really was. It was. It, it nothing moves. made any sense in terms of like real world it was just so fantastic fantastical right. and, and silly it's it it's great. over the top totally over the top. um i mean the so what so, year was that i don't know 2003 something like that i, I don't know i'd have to go look i could swear no but was when, the when 90s? was well no it was later than that because they at the end robert downey jr he's he's singing no no he's mentioning how we're not going to end this 17 times like the last lord of the rings movie oh yeah, yeah. so what so year was that 2008 or nine i don't know when the last Lord of the Rings movies. Anyway, yeah, I, it, this is why we're not a movie podcast. This is why we're not a movie podcast. Because but, I don't uh, see enough movies for us to be a movie podcast. <laughs> it would be pretty bad. Did you watch the credits? Uh, so, uh, so the, yeah, we did. So what, what the, 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 the singing in the credits is, is uh, uh, well, what's his name? What's his name? Iron Man. What's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Robert, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I just said that, yeah. Yeah, so the, he's, he's singing. He's singing... Uh, singing during the credit i just love that movie so much so so fun yeah anyway uh, <laughs> no we did watch all the way through because um 
we got to the the end where it was like, oh, you can watch commentary from Val Kilmer, right, and, and whatever. So, um, it's it's a good movie if you want to watch good looking people for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No, and no and doubt. so there's a uh, kind of a prequel, which is the Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Now I now I'm not confident I have the name right. The Nice Guys, I think, um, where there is a uh, a single character from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that is also briefly in the nice guys which character which would be uh perry oh okay yeah, yeah, val yeah. kilmer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he, okay. he, he, it's Gay not perry. val kilmer it's not val kilmer oh but, but, the, but the character shows up uh because that movie's set in the 70s so okay yeah anyway briefly cool um so let's see other things that have happened so i remember saying last month that mm. i had hardly played anything well we turned that around in right. december well good it's, job good job it's december though there's that a, always there's a pile here well, I went to a con for one, <laughs> so played like, you know, 17, 18 games there. And then we've been home over break. Right. So that's kind of a lot of what happens at home, too. And a lot of them are shorter. Like, you know, we just played... Quarto. We just played Quarto and Shobu. I wanted to, I, wanted to, I thought it was Quattro, and it's Quarto. It's Quarto. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah, Quarto, 1991. Mm. It's one of these games with just wooden pieces and simple board it's like uh like i said it's like multi-dimensional connect four yeah is pretty much the best way to describe it and uh, i also said you're not nobody's winning the game until somebody wins it's yeah. just like you put pieces down and and there's there's 16 pieces they all have uh there's four different attributes light dark tall short hollow solid and round and square mm. and you're just placing one of each piece has one of those four attributes you put them on the board and if you connect you, then you give your opponent the piece, which is the best part. They have to place a piece, and if they connect four in a row that have the same attribute, they win the game. Um, yeah, it's just a neat little puzzler. It plays in five minutes, and like I said, you could just uh, you just be sitting around and play game after game after game of that. So really, uh, really good. I feel like I've done a a much better job this year choosing and picking out things that I'm just getting so much better at picking games that are better for me and family and groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting way less like, oh, this looks really shiny and then I get it and it sucks. And <laughs> just getting a lot, lot better at that. So you've never struck me as someone to be swayed by box art, but yeah. A mm. little bit, a little bit? No, it's not so much box art is not what swayed me because that's not usually how I buy games. It's more like I'll see someone review a game and I'll get excited by their enthusiasm. Right. Without realizing that they have maybe different tastes and I need to I need to hone in more on what part of it that they're pointing out is you need to find the why yeah, yeah. why they like it right yeah. rather than just getting caught up in their enthusiasm for this is so great <laughs> and so fun and you know or you end up with something that you're never going to be able to to play because you don't have anyone to play it with so um but yeah we've gotten some good ones i'll just kind of run through some of the things that got added uh this month i've also um as usual, gotten rid of a bunch. I got rid of like a dozen games at uh So you put them in your, your your suitcase. I do. And then you 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 exchange them and you come back with a, another full suitcase. No, I did not do that this year. Oh really? No did I you come back with an empty suitcase? I came back with just two or three. Oh, I think wow. three. I think I sold twelve or thirteen and bought three. So you had a check bag going out and a check bag with nothing in it coming back. Mo- well, mostly empty. <laughs> yeah. Mostly empty. It works pretty well. How responsible of you? Yeah. yeah. Th- there was this giant meetup where everyone like traded games. It was kind of a cluster at um at the con. So it's not like electronically mediated and It's electronically mediated in terms of who you're going to sell to and for how much money, but then actually exchanging them in person. Mm. You have, you know, a hundred and some people. We just stood in a giant circle in a ballroom with signs <laughs> with our names. It's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's that's amazing though. That sounds fun in a in a silly sort of way, kind of. Like, but just yeah. people walking around, it's like you're all playing some weird kindergarten game, like yeah. walking around. You and, don't get to do that as adults. Yeah, it's a little yeah. silly. And my friends were with me, and they they help you know um, find people because you you it's, right. it's hard to buy and sell at the same time. Yeah, you got to coordinate. You got to kind of coordinate. So um, did they have signs too, or were they just running? No, we just had my names. one. I like one sign that says kegs on it. And oh, my BGG your BGG name. name. Yeah, just kind of. <laughs> Um, Do you have that more. everywhere? Kegs, so it's your Twitter, right? It is. It's my Twitter. It's your it's your it's BGG. My BGG handle. Do you have any other social media? You have Instagram. I have Instagram, but that you can change your name yeah, on. That's, true. that's not really yeah. the same. No, um, no I mean those no? two. Yeah, um, the two important ones. 
I don't think Twitter's important. No. Twitter's I mean, it's great for destroying the world, but Twitter is, I really come to realize that Twitter is, yeah, we're not going to talk for that about more than 10 seconds. So anyway. It's really, really bad. (laughs) It's really bad. Um, Yeah, so some of the things that uh, got recently, so, and not all these, these weren't gifts to me. So I got as a gift um, from a friend of mine, I got Nine Tiles Panic. I like the art. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, this is Oink Games. It's a Japanese publisher. Oink. Um, And it's a tile placement? It is a real-time tile placement. So everybody gets nine identical tiles. And just slam them down. And you have three goals. That are randomly drawn, so it might be like, ah. and so so the characters in the, on your tiles. There's these roads, and then there's hamburgers, boys, girls, <laughs> agents, houses, dogs, and aliens. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, you need to see the art on this. It's oh, it's stunning. It yeah. is pretty. I mean, this is the best shade of pink I've ever seen. It's pretty delightful. It's definitely delightful. Is the little monster? His little monster with a mouth open. Is that a character? In that's the an game, alien. Or is it just, yeah. oh, oh, that's an alien. Yes. Yeah, do, do aliens eat hamburgers? They do. <laughs> yeah, and agents catch aliens. <laughs> Right. So you are, you just get three random goals. So it might be like most roads or most agents or most aliens in a row, et cetera. That's what you're trying to do. Okay. Right. And so you have your nine tiles, which are the same as my nine tiles. And they're all secret. The the goals are not secret. The the goals goals are are public. Oh, the goals are public. The goals are public. So you have your nine tiles and they both are, they're all double sided. Oh. Okay. So you're just trying to make a three by three little city. These tiny little, they're like Carcassonne size tiles, uh-huh. right? And you're making a little three by three, very bizarre little Carcassonne land right. on your own. And it just has to be three by three and all the roads have to uh, connect or go to the edge. You can't have like a road going into a yeah. blank, like, okay. like Carcassonne, right? Right. And you're, you're doing that. And then the first person that finishes, they grab the number one thing and they flip the timer and everyone else has that much time to finish. And so the one, the order that you finish is your tiebreaker. So if you and I, if the agents is a goal and we both end up with four agents in our city and I finished first, then I would win. Oh, so you're not, you're not interacting. No, you're just building your own stuff. It's locally. pure race. Slam, 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 slam. It's just, you're just trying to like put okay. these tiles together to, to meet the three goals. Okay. Super cute. Um, the art is delightful. As you said, um, yeah, and it's, it's just a race. It's a quick little, um, quick little real time game and it's, it's a blast. It's, it's, uh, the packaging is fantastic. And I like it. That is nine tiles panic from Oink games. And that is designed by Jean-Claude Pellin and Jens Merkel. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Looks so. good. Kind of, you know, small group game. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a is you know, it four finish. people? Like uh, you can play the... up to five. Okay, and I think it's probably best with more, um, more chaos. Yeah, just more chaos and like that order because it's hard to to do all the things. So it's it's just a cute little thing like that. So yeah, we talked about Quarto, talked about Nine Tiles Panic, um, Shobu. So Shobu's from you because thank you for the mm. for the uh, gift card. Shobu. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that, which we played, which we just played, yeah. well, it just kind of showed you Shobu. Shobu is an abstract game mm. that you could literally play camping or on the beach without the game because it's just stones and squares. Squares you could draw, just like you lines could, in the dirt, like checkers. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you could, you know, there's these four. There's two light boards, two dark boards, and I don't know how would you. I mean, I can I'm, without doing the rules. Like, what did it kind of evoke for you? Before I kind of describe what uh, it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 vaguely checkers e. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's a, it feels like a kind of a negative simplification, but it, it's mm-hmm. pretty, the, what I like about that in Quarto is you can teach it in 35 seconds and then totally. Yeah. The, the difference being Quarto is like you kind of learn the vibe. I'm sure if you play it like 20 times, you get your, your neurology gets tuned to seeing right. The and you see it two, two turns ahead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would, I don't play it that way. I yeah. just sort of, pick something and hope the other person doesn't see it. And maybe I back into a win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 the first game is kind of random, Yep. but then it seems like you kind of get a tune. It, it seems like the sort of thing you would get attuned for in the way that you get attuned for connect Four, right? Like, or tic-tac-toe or exactly. something that, that is like a depth first search. Right. Perfect game. Right. Like, yeah, but Shobu is, is good. It feels a little more strategic. Yeah. It feels like strategic checkers. Like you, you need to be, the I don't have the the depth 
of sure. insight to 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 be five moves ahead on you and in, in, in Shobu, but it seems like the sort of game where you could be right. Like you could be a chess. You could definitely person. set things up. Yeah. yeah. So so just briefly, how Shobu works? There's two light boards, two dark boards on on your side of the rope that's in the middle. So you have a light and a dark, and um, you have four stones. So it's a, each each of these boards is a four by four grid. So you have four four by four grids. Yeah. And on each of these boards, you start with four of your color stones, white or black, on the four spaces nearest to you, right? So it's like they're facing off against each other. And what you do is you have um, – the goal of the game is to push all of the pieces, all the stones of the other player off one of the boards, and then you win, right? So on your turn, you have what's uh, called a passive move and an aggressive move. And on your passive move, you have to do it on your side of the rope – and on the aggressive move has to be done on the other color board. So if you make your passive move on your white board on your side, then you can make your aggressive move on either the dark board on your side or the dark board on the other side. Yeah. Right. And the thing so is, it's left to right and up and down. Left right. to right, up and down. Exactly. They're arranged in a, in a square. And you can move your, your passive move can't move stones, but your aggressive move can. And so your pieces, the way they move is basically like, uh, I say it's like a queen in chess that's limited to two spaces. They can move in any of the eight directions, mm. one space or two spaces, right? The trick is, is that when you make that move with your passive piece and say you move it one space forward on the light board, then you have to move any any piece on one of the two dark boards the exact same mirrored move. Mm. So you're doing this like mirror movement, you know, so you're always thinking about like, whenever possible, you'd like both of your moves to like accomplish something for you to like put you in a better position and maybe push a piece off the board or, or do something positive. Although you get to a point in the game where sometimes you're just making moves to allow yourself to make a move later because all your pieces are like stuck on one side. And it's, it's really interesting. It's the sort of thing where, you know, it's one of those, like, why didn't I think of it? Or how, how has someone not thought of this type of thing? Well, they're, they're both that way. Like, I, I think they're both really simple and yet really elegant games, right? That, that you can teach quickly. But yeah, you said to yourself, damn, I could have, I could have thought of this. Although Cordo was thought of in 1991. Right. So we would have, we would have had to been, yeah, yeah, I'd have been 16. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and but, they're both beautiful. I mean, they're both you know, they got that abstract kind of, they're not plastic, either wood and stone. So it's, right. it's got that organic sort of, you know. Sobu is, is real, real it's river actual, stones. It's actual polished river stones <laughs> and a piece of rope and, and, and what is basically uh, wooden kitchen cutting boards. Yeah. Like little tiny ones. Yeah. Like they look like little cheese boards with but squares But they're, they're delightful. They feel, it feels very Japanese and it's fun. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. Kind of wabi-sabi-ish. Yeah. Wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi. What's that? It's a word. Yeah. Huh. Uh, you probably know. So it's a, it's a, there was a book called Wabi Sabi. Wabi Sabi is a Japanese aesthetic, um, hmm. of, of, uh, kind of the elegance of old, broken, repaired things. Okay. And so it, it's, um, yeah, it, it has that. Has it has that nothing feel. to do with wasabi. It, well, you, you could enjoy Wabi Sabi things and wasabi things at the same time. Um, but the, no, no. Okay. There's no etymological, eti- okay. etymological. That's etymological? what it sounded like you were yeah, making yeah. like a play on. No, no, no. <laughs> it was it was literally a a book on Japanese aesthetics from yeah. Anyway, I see. And then <laughs> right. So let's see. Uh, so Corto, actually, my daughter picked out. She um, she had a game coming from my dad, and she was looking around uh, Wizard's Chess at the store, and she's funny. She like. She'll just kind of, you're talking about box art. Like mm. She'll see something, yeah. right? Like the, the box art. Is, and she's so drawn to the abstract stuff. She wanted this game, Lanterns, which is like these, is, is the Lantern Festival, is that a, I know it's a East Asian thing. Is that a more of a Chinese thing or is that a Japanese? I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It seems like it could go either way. Could, I'm not really it sure. But, like, it, yeah. but it's got that sort of thing of this like Lantern Festival, yeah. like Lanterns in the Pond. Oh, okay. It's like, a, I think that's a Japanese thing, yeah. I think. Um, and so she immediately saw that and it's like got this abstract, but it's colorful and like as opposed to you know I was, you know, trying to show her more like IPs that like Harry Potter things or whatever, and th- those just kind of like roll off her. She's just like, yeah, she doesn't really. Want- she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't get the nostalgia. She's not old enough for for Harry I, Potter. Nostalgia. Although she likes Harry Potter, but I think that for her it's not about like oh I want to play a game with Harry Potter. Like mm. there's something also about I I think the abstract games and just they're very direct, and I think that's appealing of just right. like this. 
like, okay, there's no, I don't have to think about what this thing means. Like a lots of euros and all sorts of games are oddly enough. You have to deal with lots of abstraction, right? I'm using the word abstract in two completely different yeah, ways. No, 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 no. So you, you have to, you have to go through multiple layers of abstraction, layers right? of abstraction. whereas the abstract games are usually one layer of abstraction. Yeah. There's no layer. It's yeah. just one layer. And it's very like, she loves Santorini, which is just boom. It's just like, this is what it is. You know, she saw this and then they had on display the a giant version of Quarto where it was the pieces <laughs> were probably mm, like the size of my my uh, pint glass. Oh, nice. Right. So they were big pieces wow. putting on this giant board. Um, and so getting to kind of play that and that kind of kind of sold her. But she's funny when she's like walking around the store. She's like got one thing she's holding on to seeing if there's you can't convince her of anything else until she finds. Right, the, the next thing. The next thing. That's slightly and, th- and then there's no way you could get her back on the other thing. It's <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's not even like, a, should I get this or should I get this? It's like, okay, I found the next thing up in the hierarchy, oh, so this is what we're getting. And then we better. played it, and yeah, she was kind of kind of sold on that. And then um, I also have Everdell here, and so I got Everdell for Stacy for, for Christmas. It's got someone's name on it, James A. Wilson. Is that what that says? Uh, is that the designer? Yeah, James A. Wilson oh, yeah. is a designer. It's from Starling Games. It is looks like Redwall or yeah, something like that. It's got a mole with a pickaxe and a candle on its head. Yeah, and there's like a squirrel in the front gathering berries, yeah. and there's a badger, and you know, it, with with a with a bow a staff, a quarter staff. Sorry, it it's is a, kind of a European aesthetic. It must be a quarter staff, not a bow staff. My apologies. <laughs> and it has this tree. Which is awesome. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you could just have the tree and I would be like, this is got to be awesome. It's super cute. It's, it's, a, it's a really good game, actually. Oh, yeah. so like. To I, be, the, I, I said actually. I promised myself I wouldn't say actually. Because you just minimized. I just minimized. How dare you? I just minimized. So Everdell. pejorative. Um, so the, the tree, for, those of, uh, for everyone else who can't see the tree, the tree is like a little cardboard construction. Yep. Uh, with multiple levels that you put things on. It's about yeah. a, almost a foot tall. I yeah. Guess. It's kind of delightful. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, you. I mean, we played. I mean, you. You put. Um, so you're playing different seasons, and so you start out with like you're either like whatever the turtles, the squirrels, the you know little woodland creatures. Are they asymmetric? They're not. Okay. They're not asymmetric. No. So it's you, just it's just pieces. Yeah. yeah. So you start out basically. With, I was trying to be nicer than saying you start off with two workers, but you start off with two workers. Yeah. And when you prepare for spring, you get another worker, and so they're sitting up here waiting for you. Okay. Right. So on the tree. On the top of the tree. And then on the lower boughs of this. <laughs> the turtles climb the tree yeah, and they wait at the top of the exactly. tree as turtles do. And then on the lower bough of the tree here, <laughs> um, you put, these are like the special goals. So they're like randomized and you put like four, four goal cards out here that people can climb or event cards. I think they're called, um, but it's really neat. It's, um, it, it does something that I've seen a couple other games do recently. Uh, notably, I guess tapestry does this where people kind of play through the time of the game at their own pace. Mm. So I might prepare for spring and then like kind of be into summer with more workers, but you might still be doing stuff in spring. Mm. So it's not like, okay, you have to wait for everyone to finish. And it's just sort of this rolling time thing. Okay. Um, Tapestry is a game that does a, a, a similar thing. Although I would, I much prefer Everdell to, to Tapestry for multiple reasons. Hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like this idea of, of a kind of a, a rolling time because what happens, what the reason why I think it's interesting is so it's, it's a worker place where you're putting your pieces out. You're either putting your pieces out or you're playing a card. Those are like the two things that you're doing in the game. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're usually putting your worker out to like gather resources or, or something is typically what you're doing. So there's just a bunch of little squares or something on the board. We're not there's, looking at the board. So. Yeah. We're not looking at the board. So there's uh, several places that are available in every game that you can go. Some of them are, a single person can go there. Okay. And some of them, so as can, many people can go there. You can block people in some In situations. some places, okay. right. So there's basically a whole bunch of places that you can go to that are available to everybody. And then there's four places that are randomized that are available for that game, mm. right? That are going to be open. Um, and you can also, sometimes you'll play a card that lets you go on that card and do something special as well. Like, you know, and the cards are things that are very, it's got that aesthetic of, you know, things are like, the clock tower and the peddler and the, you know, that like medieval woodland creature, right? That type of, (laughs) you know, it's all very, everything's in the, I don't know, what is that? The the 1500s or so? Yeah. It's a... Like, what is the year when we had clock towers and peddlers and, you know, I don't know. I guess it matters where you are. 
I suppose. The past is, is what, what is in... <laughs> Maybe the early 1800s in Europe or something. The like past that. is here and it's not evenly distributed. What yeah. You, anyway. But you're basically playing workers or you're playing cards. The interesting thing about, so two things that are interesting about each. One with the cards is that you have your, um, you have cards in your hand, but there's also the cards in the meadow, which is the shared area. So when you play a card, you can pay for a card and play it out of your hand, or you could take one of the ones that's available to everyone. Think of it as like a shared hand of everybody, okay. right? And you have a limited space to which you can play cards. So you can only have 15 cards total and you can't get rid of them when you want. So you want to make sure that you get, you know, stuff that gets you going early and then good points later. The thing with the workers that's cool, like I was saying, you have this like rolling season thing. So if I put things out and then I prepare for spring and I pick all my workers up, if you still have a worker left in that early thing, I've just picked my guys up maybe where I blocked you. And now you might be able to go because mm. I actually picked my guys up ahead. So a lot of worker placement games, everyone picks all their piece, all the, the people up time. at the same time. And in this and some other ones, it's more of this like rolling style. Um, I tend to prefer the, the rolling style because I think it, the timing of that is just another layer that's, that's interesting that you can kind of play to. Right. Um, but, but really good. I mean, the components are fantastic. The art is is great. Like I said, it's completely like the Brian Jock Redwall mm. type of type aesthetic. Of aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's just very cute, but it's, I don't mean to say cute in a, like a minimizing <laughs> way, but it minimizing. is cute, but it is cute. <laughs> it is cute. And it's, uh, it's, it's really good. It's, it's definitely got, got some depth there and, um, it's cool. There's a bunch of expansions for it, of course, because right. if you have peddlers and clock towers, in dungeons, you should be able to have cobblers and and and, and coopers and <laughs> right and wheelwrights. I'm sure mm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's that is Everdell by James A. Wilson and Starling Games. Delightful. Yeah, so that has been a bunch of my December, and I have some video games. But what have you been playing? So, um, for context, I'm unemployed. So <laughs> I have a lot of uh, video game time. So um, Jedi Fallen Order, which is the, the AAA craziness, mm -hmm. you know, it has a, an interesting blend of the uh, kind of Naughty Dog style who, jumping on. Right. Who did that one? Who? I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Yeah. I, this is how prepared I am That's this fine. morning. That's fine. <laughs> um. So it's, uh, you know, exploration, hitting things with lightsabers. Uh, yep. It's also a little... Um, Tomb Raider? Well, yeah. No, so the, 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 the basics are kind of Tomb Raider-y, right? So you are jumping and climbing on things, right. uh, a little bit of puzzling, a lot of kind of boss fight versus, you know, slashing random... Uh, but it also has set piece stuff like, like Uncharted. Yeah. So, it, 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 so I, I, I think of those two as really similar, right? Like uncharted obviously got some inspiration mm -hmm. from, from tomb Raider. Yep. Um, and so it, it definitely has that kind of cinematic quality, uh, that, that uncharted has. Mm -hmm. Um, it also has, um, uh, and I know like I bring up the souls game a lot, but it has the from software. Stuff. It has a little bit of the dark souls to it. Like it, it doesn't, it's not super helpful to you and, and explain every single thing. And the boss fights are pretty challenging, especially mm -hmm. if you dial up the, the hardness. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing about dark souls is, is also how much it's telling you what you need to do and where to go. Right. Yeah. How much, how much, how much is signposted in this? So it's a little bit signposted. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it does kind of tell you where you need to go, if not how you get there. Okay. Uh, and it does have, um, I'm, this is why I need more caffeine. I'm dialing down my caffeine and my brain is not functioning. Mm. Um, so what is the uh, Bloodstained Mystery of the Night? Bloodstained... Ritual of the Night. Ritual of the Night, which is a... Metroidvania. Yes, that's what it's going for. So it, it does have kind of a Castlevania aspect to it where it's non-linear. Like you can go to any of the planets mm -hmm. whenever you want. Uh, you, you and of, you might just die. You might just die. Okay. Well, you definitely would die if you go to the wrong planet in the wrong order, but... Um, you can go a little ways That's until cool. you, like that. well, yeah. until you encounter something that requires a skill that you haven't kind of reacquired yet. So you're, okay. uh, a Padawan that kind of escaped the Jedi purge, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so you're, <laughs> so it's, so it's set in the current trilogy of, or no, no, not set, the current trilogy. It's, uh, uh, between the, the, 
And between the first trilogy and this one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, that's what I meant. Or from, I guess the first chronological trilogy. Yes. But... <laughs> that's, yes. yes. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so pre Luke Skywalker posts, nobody's listening to this podcast. For no Star one, Wars. Canon, yeah. So yeah, we're, that's our area of expertise. We'll just have our spoiler show about the movie. soon. <laughs> So yeah, so he's kind of like the main character is kind of overcoming his trauma by relearning a lot of these skills that he had learned as a Jedi. So you you're unlocking skills, okay, uh, kind of in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it is Metroid Metroidvania esque, right? Because you are there, you can go all you can go wherever you want, did whenever you, you want. Did you finish it? Yeah, yeah, cool. I did. I dialed the the. I gave up on the last boss and I just dialed the nice. I dialed it down. Who I was cares? like, you know what. I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. I spent two and a half, three hours on trying to get through one boss. And How many I, hours do you think it took to play through? I don't want to know. Okay. I don't really want to know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's big enough and it's, it's fun enough and compelling enough. Um, and hitting stuff with lightsabers is amazing. How does it compare? So how does it compare in terms of fun factor, like the Spider-Man game you played on PS4? Oh, because you were you were pretty wide eyed fun about that one. It was super. So the the Spider Man thing just really, and I know I, I said this over and over and over. It really caught that delight of yeah of doing the Spider Man thing. I I love most of the Jedi games. So I liked um oh crap Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. So I liked the Force Unleashed games, which weren't that good of games. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're a little bit similar. They didn't have the, the same kind of level of complexity, but s- smacking stuff with lightsabers is super fun. But how does it compare to slinging webs all over the city? I think the slinging web game is, was a better game. Okay. Like it, 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 it was, it, it, it was a better game. Maybe mm-hmm. not a super kind of significantly better game. They're both maybe about the same size just in terms of, uh, duration and that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I, I, I think the Spider-Man game was, so if you like Tomb Raider, if you like Spider-Man game, if you liked Uncharted, if you like Star Wars, you probably like, yeah. Be, and you have it, a lot it, of time and you have a lot of time, lot of time to and you like exploration, this. right? Like, yep. um, a lot of this was, there's a lot of things to find the one you have a droid. You do. Oh, nice. You have a droid. that's like a little, Never underestimate a droid. Never underestimate a droid. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's like a little droid, and he acquires skills, or she, or it, the the droid, uh, acquires skills throughout the game, too, and so it gets a lot of things it can do. But it's a little cute, like a little cute droid, and uh-huh. it jumps and it hangs out. It lives on your back. So you're running around, jumping, doing backflips, and it's just hanging on your back. Uh-huh. And then when it gets near something to do, it jumps off your back and runs over to the skitters. Sure. Yeah, and does little droid things. Cool. The droid's cute. But the the one place where I thought it really was frustrating is you you do all this work to acquire uh you know little kind of holocron sort of things and they give you really dumb i have things. no idea what a holocron is it's but a glowy it's a glowy but Jedi of course thing. of course but if you said holocron i'm like oh well it's like a hologram with time it's a holocron there you go i don't think they're really into latin or greek in that universe <laughs> but um so you you do explore and find these kind of go through these little puzzles to find things. And the one complaint I have is the things that you get are stupid. Like they're just like, what do you mean? They're stupid? ponchos. Mostly it's mostly ponchos, oh, cosmetic and these really cause. Yeah. It's, it's basically makes him look super dumb. Like he has a big floppy poncho on and you get different colored ponchos I... and they're super lame. And, and the other thing you get are upgrades to what your lightsaber handle looks like. Have we talked about which is like cosmetic a seven by before? twelve pixel? I don't think can we, so. Can I rant about this? You can. So I I am missing the gene that ha, that is the appreciate cosmetic upgrades in games gene. Like I I just don't understand. Like there was you're going to talk about this on XCOM. Just remember, keep going. Okay. Keep going. All right. So have you played like Jetpack Joyride, little mobile game? No. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Some little mobile game where you're like flying through. And all the things that you're collecting aren't to make the game any different. They just They're just to give you a pack? Santa hat or to give you a oh, thing yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I, or, or people will spend all of this stuff to look a certain way in or Fortnite money. Or, or, money. or whatever. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, but I just fucking don't understand people that spend money <laughs> to want to put clothes on their avatars in video games. I don't understand. Well, you know, in multiplayer, I almost get it, right? Like, <laughs> if, you, if you're playing with your friends and you want to have, you know, your jersey or your Santa hat or something, like, hey, look, Bob has a Santa hat on. Like, it's, I mean, it's socially, it has. I guess, a like, I can, I can imagine. Okay, so I can imagine if I were really good at Rocket League in some right. parallel universe. Where I had Rocket League skills, single player. Yeah. No, and and I played and I was like you know good at this game, yeah. and I played multiplayer, and I had my car decorated in such a way that when I showed up in the game, people knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I could see that being interesting, yeah. but in a single player game, exactly, I don't understand oh. at all. Like at all, just don't even. I don't even. I just don't get it. So, so I take back my Fortnite comment. I kind of get it, although yeah. the, although the, the dances, social- the dances. Still fucking stupid. No, there's a there's a little bit of uh, like I so get I, off my lawn. There's my, my old there's my old rant, <laughs> old man rant. <laughs> the damn for the day. kids and their, <laughs> and their video dances. games and they're dancing. <laughs> they should send each other text messages like we did. <laughs> so I generally don't turn the chat or audio on on any online. So I hate online games because I'm an antisocial, horrible person. I don't like other people. They're just gonna. <laughs> ruin my stuff um but but no like people are mean when you so with one or two exceptions and only in no man's sky usually when you meet other random people in like online playing things they're just gonna shoot you or something and you're gonna be sad and you have to restart your level well certainly now when online gaming first started everybody played and so you had all sorts right but now all the people have self-selected out Right. Don't want to have that experience. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah. it's like, yeah, bad money forcing good money out or wh- yeah. whatever that effect is, right? Like, right. where, eh. so like I turn the chat off. So the dance is the only way a lot of people can communicate with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, that's where I will support the dance as a concept, um, but not with my money. So I will always celebrate Minecraft as an ongoing thing, and I will always hope that Fortnite dies a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> Kids these days. Ah. Um, Such a dumb game. So the other thing I got, and I've been waiting years for this to go on 85% off, was XCOM 2. Yes. And I've been playing XCOM 2, and I want to bring it up. So I watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and you (laughs) played played XCOM XCOM 2. Nice. (laughs) So turn-based is not my thing. Uh, So... XCOM 2 is a turn-based tactical game. Which I love. with, With a lot of kind of... Uh, like strategic tech tree stuff to it, would you yeah. say? The headquarter, it's like there's two different games. Yeah. There's tactical missions, and then there's all the stuff that you have to do as running the headquarters in terms of which missions do you do, and how do you build your headquarters, how do you how do you level up your, your squad. And and you get stuff for your squad. So that translates to the tactical level. How right? do you so research? You get different guns and that right. tech tree stuff for right. them to use, or psychic powers, or whatever. Totally, right? yeah. Um. So the one place where I do mess with my characters, uh-huh. right, in terms of their appearance um, and what they're wearing. Oh, but that has functional value because you can tell them apart. <laughs> I'm just saying you can make. Okay. One's green, one's yeah, blue. Yeah. You can make them okay, colors to help yeah, you remember who's who. That's not why I do it. Oh, okay. Why I do it. So the characters are randomized into their clothing and I bought. You know, it's been out for two, three, four. How long has it been out for? It's a long time. Um, know, several, a few so, years. Yeah, yeah. And so I bought this. I bought like the $100 edition at 85% off, right? So I, I paid very little for it, and I got all the things with all the hats and crap. Oh, okay. And so, <laughs> right. So, so um, you got it on Steam, you played it? No, PS4. Oh, PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I bought it on Steam okay. a while ago, and I never play it. Okay. And then I... It, That's what Steam's for. Is games you never play. Yeah. 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 So I upgraded. So unrelated, I upgraded my Mac OS and now half the games I have on Steam aren't 64-bit and I can't play. Um. <laughs> so, wait, because, wait, say that again. So the latest version of Mac OS, this is Catalina. a total tangent. Right. Catalina does not support, does not support 32-bit apps and half of my Steam games have not been right. recompiled for 64. So I have not 64. updated for this reason, yeah. but I think I'm going to use, what is it, Boot Camp? Is that the boot right? Boot Camp, yeah. Boot Camp my, to yeah. have a dual boot. Yeah, you boot into Windows and 
so I, I think I could do that, or you can part. Sorry. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, or you could partition and have Mojave and Catalina. So yeah, even more can. Yeah. So nerdy while, tech digression. While while <laughs> while Catalina was in beta, I was trying to learn Swift UI and I was multi booting. Yeah, you're right. That's totally a thing. So what would you recommend briefly? Uh, should I use? Should I just multi boot? Yeah, boot. I mean, well, I mean, if you have a copy of Windows, I'd boot into Windows so you could play more games. <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. But. um but yeah, I, I, it was super easy. As long as you have a, an old version of the OS, just install an old version. I think of the I'm going to boot into Windows because that would actually be useful in, in a couple other ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, All right. I mean, while we still have non ARM Max, tangent over. Tangent over. <laughs> what were we talking about? XCOM. So, um, I actually use the um, change how my characters look in XCOM. 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 Uh, XCOM 2 uh, really sparingly and I do it because they're auto-generated and occasionally they're in bikinis and, <laughs> and so I'm like this is weird yeah, like this yeah. is not why I'm playing this game I don't game. know that I ever had that maybe that was well like uh, bikinis is maybe a little strong like you know sports bra and short shorts like and I'm okay. just like mm, this yeah, isn't yeah. why I'm playing this game sure and so I don't want people to walk in and be like, what are you playing? Oh, you have a bunch of like half naked characters that are running around. Getting back to the gameplay. What do you think? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's fun. Uh, I really hate the non-tactical part of the game. Okay. Like, so like if I could just, if the tech tree was automated, um, I, so there's a lot of, uh, what's one of my, there's a lot of like faux, mission order stuff that pops up. It's and definitely the less interesting part of the game. There's no, no doubt about well, it's, it. I find it confusing because I'm like, do I have to do this now? Or am I right? Like I want to play the things I want to play and I want right. to upgrade my characters and send them to shoot things. And so do you think you'll part? play it to the end? Or are you going to be, I think I will. Do you, have you been saves coming or how do you been doing it? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. I mean, I think until um, you develop, I, I doubt. So I the better. It's the way to go. Well, and I also, you know, because I bought the super edition, super discount, super edition, mm-hmm. I got all the the DLC. And so dumb me, I'm like, I will go do the DLC with like yeah, the minimum number of characters and no stuff. Yeah, and I just get totally destroyed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, so I dialed, I dialed it down to easy mode uh-huh. and I have, I think I've saved scum like twice okay. uh, since then. And I probably paid. 30 or 40. That game is the, the missions in that are so incredible when you, when you pull off the plan, like yeah. when, when you pull off the plan that you did, I mean, there's so few games that allow you to plan at that level of like, okay, I mean, have this guy go here and the whole thing just comes together because when things go <laughs> South, it's almost always your fault. You were too greedy. You just, you, you weren't careful enough. Like you have to learn the, the medium between being too slow where you don't do well right. and going too fast where you're not, playing tactically correct well so yeah you yeah so i i get in a tr- i get into trouble when i can't tell i you, just, you don't know where the opponents are mm-hmm. right and so you get positioned poorly for where they happen to show up like that's that's what gets me every single time but everything can be mitigated you can get skills that help you with it's it's all yeah, about the trade-offs yeah, right yeah, it's yeah. all about yeah if i spend more time on the ship clicking on the stupid shippy things then i could get more <laughs> shippy stuff and then i could you, you're you're right like you could be really conservative and stay in cover and, and I, I guess i i understand because the things that i'm saying oh you can do is like kind of my aversion to playing like a a third person game with stealth, which I don't like. Like I don't like the splinter cells that we've been over this, right? But the tactical stealth. You hate Goose Game, but you love your well your turn because no, the reason why is because it's about the dexterity. The turn base is it's like it's up to me of when I say my turn's done. Right. As opposed to like a splinter cell type of game where I I move and that screws up the whole the whole plan. I don't feel like I'm really planning. I feel like when I'm playing a a, a Twitch ish game that's not turn-based or you know right that it's less skill-based more random i I just want it to be full speed that's kind of what i'm saying you know like i'm running around like you know like a typical shooter game right like a halo or gears or whatever interesting yeah yeah i like i like the stealth well i'm glad you're yeah i mean there's some really cool characters and abilities like i mean you get like some of the top level skills yeah it's like really really fun 
Yeah. Well, I, um, you feel like Superman. I learned my lesson on, on, on playing the DLCs and the advanced or playing the DLCs early in hard mode. And so I, I just kept the DLCs sitting there and they haven't disappeared. And then I just played one and I just smoked everything. You know, you know what I would like? I would love to see a Marvel game Mm. that had that style of battling. That'd be a lot of fun. Hmm. You know, you have like your big yeah. heavy with Hulk and then you have, you know, you have different yeah. like storm. I don't know. You just have different Marvel characters with their different abilities and bringing them to different missions because they could do different things. I mean, there's been Marvel games where you play as a squad. Right. But something that had like an XCOM style tactical battle would be interesting. Would be, would be pretty fun. I yeah. Think, I think most of them wouldn't gain skills over time though. They're yeah. Kinda... So I have gotten, um, I've really um, turned on to the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. I, because... Seems like a good deal. It is a great deal. And I thought it was going to be a good deal because I was going to play AAA titles for relatively... But it's actually a good deal. <laughs> well, it's actually a good deal because it lets we me... We knew that wasn't yeah, true. I know. <laughs> it lets me try the indie games without having to feel like I'm paying for them to try out weird indie games. So that's... So it lets you give indie gamers less money? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you suck. I give indie gamers so much money. I've bought, I've bought more indie games than 99.9% of the gaming population. I love when I get these opportunities to guilt you. They're just hilarious. <laughs> so it looks amazing. Like, I, I wish PlayStation had this. I hate the PlayStation. You just story. ruined my day. I know. It's just, do you feel bad about yourself now? Yes. Yeah, um, happy New Year. <laughs> Damn you. But, you know, I... I think that economics are going to work. Do you understand out. how many indie games I've bought I in my understand. lifetime? You are, I I respect your dedication to the indie communities. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's going to work out though because I I think their commitment to let those those games in, and I don't know how the revenue sharing works, but I imagine I'm I'm sure they're getting to screwed. Be, yes. Well, no, I I'm I'm well maybe they are. I'm trying to be positive in that this is. Maybe it maybe it's got a real proportional set of revenue sharing, right? And I mean, like, I don't think they're making a. I mean, I don't know how they're doing on Steam either, so I'm not sure. So I was trying to be positive about it, and that this is a way to get those things into people's hands, right? Because one of the challenges they have are just getting the exposure and right. getting people to to even try them. And once you've kind of had that Netflix or whatever subscription, like, I would play more indie games that I don't have to pay for because I buy them on steam and, and occasionally when they make it to PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, I play them about half the time. Right. Yeah. But if I didn't have to pay, you know, $10, $15 for them and I just had the subscription, I feel like I would play them more. Right. So that's, that's so cool. I, I've played a few recently of, of totally different genres that, um, were, had been on my list to get, but just, I try to limit how many I get because it's the same thing with steam. It's like, I'll, I'll get them. So this is what it's doing, right? Yeah. It's like, sometimes I'll buy them. I won't play them. So I played the gardens between, which is a, um, it's one of these, that's very, it's a beautiful looking game. The story of the game is there's these two friends that live next door to each other. And it's their, their like yard in between the garden, you know, in between them. And they're reliving their memories as, as kids. So they're like teenagers mm-hmm. and the, and, and every level is some memory that you're walking through and it's using like a, if I say time scrubbing, does that? Yeah. Like, like backward, a, forward. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was a term, but yeah, it can okay. be. It's like, uh, uh, the, you move, you can move time. Girl simulation game. Um, yeah. You can move time forward yeah. and backward. Yeah. Right. And so you can move time forward and backward and then you can do certain things that move other parts of the level, like on its own time track. So that then you go backwards and then like that door is open or, you know what I mean? That, that, that's the sort of puzzling it is, but the levels are really cool. So like, let's say the, the childhood memory they had, one of them that was really striking was like, um, playing on the computer together. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're stepping over like a giant keyboard that's pressing buttons. And that's part of the puzzle oh, okay. on this big screen. And then, you know, they'll have the big computer wires and then that like plugs in the, the cord into the, into the outlet. And it, it's, everything is like giant size and they're trying to always <laughs> like make it up to the top and put this little, uh, shiny thing, this little holochrome, 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 holochrome would actually make more sense. Um, <laughs> Um, to get through the level. So there's like, I don't know, 15 to 20 levels. And I played through it in probably four hours or so. 
really nice graphics, um, kind of simple puzzle, not very difficult, but but delightful, fun. It was it was really good. Um, and just kind of that like childhood memory to all these different things, like building mm. a treehouse and playing on the computer and you know, you, you kind of name, you know, the playground, all, all those sorts of different things you might have. So that was, uh, that was fun. This morning I was, I was playing pixel art rogue, like, uh, <laughs> um, enter the gungeon. Do I have that right? Is it enter the gungeon or welcome to the gungeon? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a gungeon, not a dungeon. Right. Uh, let me look this up. If it's welcome to the gungeon or, or enter the gungeon. Can pause here. Is it is it Guns and Roses the, okay. or is it is it no, Bruce right. Lee? It's Bruce Lee. It's Enter the Gungeon. Okay, yeah, it's Enter the Gungeon, and it is shockingly uh, pixel art roguelike. Where instead of it being fantasy, um, it, it's like you're you just have a billion guns like that you can discover, and everything's unlockable, and you go through <laughs> and and it's bull. It's like a bullet hell, like a there's just like bullets everywhere. Oh, okay, type of game. Yeah, like a like a geometry wars. It's a double stick. Oh, okay. So, it's like so a, you're dodging. It's a, yeah, it's like yeah. a double stick bullet hell type of thing. Where I haven't you, heard bullet hell before. That makes I think sense. that's what that's called. Yeah, no, it yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, where you can swap guns and you get different items and you get all these different power-ups and there's kind of an endless amount of 80, 87 on Metacritic, man. Yeah, Don't give me that skeptic yeah, eye. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So I was, I was playing that. I mean, my thumb is kind of bruised. Oh, you, you should get those little pads that go on your Joy-Con. The, the, the twin stick shooter. Or you should work on your calluses. I was actually playing on Xbox on the Game Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And then the, you're going to laugh at this. So yesterday, so there, do you remember the game Ori and the Blind Forest? Yes. Did you play it? No. How do you remember it? Vaguely. You just remember me talking about yes. it? Yes. Okay. So that's a Metroidvania, like really nice graphics type game. I, played a, probably two thirds of it a couple of years ago and there's a new one coming out like okay or there's a new ori coming out i had forgotten what the titles were of the last one i just knew it was ori mm. right so i download the this you know download i think it's new on, on game pass i start playing i'm like man this game is great going through <laughs> <laughs> i get about an hour and a half in i'm like wait and then i look i'm like wait minute. a second this is the same game but it was incredible from the beginning again i was i was tempted to just you know it's it's like that thing like hollow knight or Mm -hmm. or something like that where it's just really beautiful art super responsive controls right you know tough platforming and everything and uh it i just think that that is proof of how good of a game it is that like i started it over not quite realizing i'd been through these levels and just enjoying the hell out of it again without because it had been like three years since i'd i'd played a bunch of it so yeah that was that was uh that was pretty good um so that's it on the video games do you have some other video games well i so i because it released on playstation um and i don't have an xbox and i don't have a windows game machine and i have my uh my mac laptop is my only other kind of piece of hardware uh outer wilds came out on playstation ah yeah unbeknownst to me and then one day i noticed this and i was like oh my god i've been wanting to play this game forever so you you played I had started played it i need yeah. to go back now now that you're playing it i think i'm gonna do that yeah we should we should both crush this game so it's a an exploration game yep it's got that soulsy element of it doesn't really tell you what to do it really doesn't yeah you it's just, not like it in any other way but it right it doesn't have but that, there's no signposting you're not dying all the time well you are dying all there's the time. a time aspect to it yeah so the the sun explodes every 40 minutes or something I don't know. yeah does it matter it just blows up um, i just love that the designers were just kind of on their own beat they're just like we're gonna make yeah. something different yeah, yeah really really wild but it scratches my kind of subnautica itch of of that, sure. that jumping around and exploring yep. and um not really running around shooting things but just exploring and yep. trying to figure out what what what's happening and those sort of puzzles right. so i think i've been super excited about this game forever and kind of crushed because i'm not very microsofty in my right my game world um and that's where it came out originally yeah, yeah. no it, it came out all over the microsoft things and not on the playstation and yep. so the one problem i've been having it keeps crashing on me <laughs> yeah that sucks uh, but they just released a patch, so hopefully I'll I'll start I'll start playing it again. But it's it's you know, 
we mentioned this before, like small, really hand-built planets, right? And you're yeah. you're launching your rickety spaceship in between these planets. Yeah, and it's like on them. it's it's that aesthetic where where there's a space program made out of like you know uh, twigs Car- and duct tape, cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's it's really neat, and I I love the scale of that world. Yeah, it's got a, a I think we said this last time the little prince style. Yes, that's, uh, I don't know if we did, but that yeah yeah, that nails like, it. yeah the, the little that's bitty perfect. planets that you can kind of bounce between in, in a couple a couple minutes or a minute or so. Yeah, um, and it's really delightful, and I can't wait to play more of it. What I can't believe you haven't played this is just hitting on the mm-hmm. some of the games that the split screen crew really dug. I can't believe that you haven't gotten a Disco Elysium on yeah. your screen yet because yeah. they just i haven't played it but that just looks like that My, just looks, looks like i don't know that just I'll looks look like something that, that you would really really get into okay right where, where you're basically like you're this detective in this kind of planescape torment style of game where you're kind of the choices you're making are like dealing with your own brain like your own psychology <sighs> oh the narrative. i remember this and now. it just sounds way way out there yeah you get skills by manipulating your own psychology yeah and <laughs> yeah and just i mean as opposed to just sort of plain boring dialogue trees where you go through them all this is like the dialogue trees matter right type of game well and you transform your well, own and it's got the noir setting so i'm just i just don't understand how you haven't played this uh well so i've been traveling a little bit and we it's, it is the christmas season yeah. uh so we have family and stuff in town so but i will add that to my list i have of a things. feeling that that one's gonna be a hit for you oh man sorry i just what i need is more video you games. know what you know what else i busted out the other day was, <laughs> was baba is you oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i just updated that on steam so that game is. I kind of want it on. I want it on PlayStation so I can play it with the with Rebecca, so she can watch me play it. And it'll be that just, is still it's so of, silly. Still one of the best designs I've ever seen. It's yeah, amazing. It's like OO design as a video game. It's it hilarious. So hard. It's so hard <laughs> until it's not. Yeah, until you. Yeah. Transcend. You, you yeah. break through some mental barrier. So good. So good. Follows you. Yeah. Um. On the board game front, so we've mm-hmm. been talking about wanting to get through the end of Betrayal Legacy, like maybe in a day, but I don't know if that's going to happen on this break since yeah, time doesn't the seem timing, to be working on our side. Yeah, the timing, not good. So I'm not sure how we'll do that, but mm-hmm. maybe we can get the last few done in a couple. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see. Uh, but I picked up on I picked up for like half price used. I got Mansions of Madness, mm-hmm. which I told you about, which is an app driven game it's a cthulhu mythos setting fantasy flight board game you can play it's a co-op you can play up to five players legit so no one has to share characters who can which actually, is perfect for us which is great for our group yeah so we can play five um i don't know how many scenarios are in the box but it's got like big ridiculous fantasy flight minis and mm-hmm. you know a modular board it's it's kind of like imperial assault or, or or descent but the app is the the, the dm the overlord yeah. right sort of sort of thing so i think uh that's actually going to be more in. I think we're. I have a feeling we're going to like that more, just because oh, yeah. it's more standard. Um, yeah, co-op-y sort of thing, and it's got like a, the scenarios have like a real narrative rather than like. I want to get to the end of betrayal. I know you do. I do, but it feels a little sloggy. It's definitely sloggy. A little sloggy. Like I wouldn't be sad if we didn't. We but should I have know like a do. one day. Party. Well, that's what you said. Yeah, but we haven't. There's not been a. Yeah, it's yeah. Tis the season to be chaotic (laughs) chaotic neutral apparently yeah so i think um that will be that will be good what else uh what when you go on your scuba trip will you do you bring anything like what will do you game at all when you travel like that i know you don't do like board games or anything but do you would you have anything like kind of no no probably not i I just want to lug less things well i thought if you I yeah, know, I don't know. iPad I, or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, if I come up with something, I just I I am doing like I'll be probably doing random job search stuff in the evenings and getting up and scuba diving and then going and hanging out with people. Yeah, so it I don't know. I don't have enough time mm. to to work that sort of thing. And we'll see. Job search ramp up this month. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, like there's nothing that is demoralizing like working on a resume. Yeah, it's just yeah, 
super fun. It's my main skill set is bragging about my accomplishments. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's what I'm good at right now. Um, yeah, so I, I I wasn't planning on it. And now I kind of want the travel edition of, of Quarto, if I can say it right, um, or something. Something like that. Quarto would be harder to play on the beach because you need all the different pieces. Yeah, but they, I'm sure they have a, like a mini travel edition. Or... Uh, Maybe you could play it on the iPad. You know what we could bring, we, we, which we have on mobile? Uh, Hive. could probably bring Hive. You have a copy? We're, yeah, we're, we have a physical copy. We have that, so you could borrow my physical copy. And like. it's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You could play that underwater. Thanks. I'm just saying. <laughs> you could. You could. You kind of need a surface to put things on. I don't know if you I'm know. I'm just that. saying. Under the ocean. It's possible. Not a lot of flat surfaces. A lot of round Things, things that move around. I'm just saying, you sands. could set up a little table in the shallows. I could, and you could yeah. be under there, and you could play hive underwater. And That's would, also there's not. The, you can't do that with a lot of board the games. The waves are unpleasant, but uh, uh, yeah, those yeah. pieces are. I wonder how they would hold up. It would depend. It's true. I will take it under advisement, but I probably will not do it. That'd be great. But you know, what we need is I need a, a underwater camera so I could take pictures of us playing hive underwater. That'd be hilarious. There's this thing that I've seen a bunch on on board game people posting pictures of themselves playing games in the setting of the game. So <laughs> playing Santorini in Santorini, for so instance. What could I play in the ocean? What, 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 uh, uh, you, well, not in the ocean, but you could play, uh, oh, we've been, I've, we've been, uh, did I talk about Deep Blue? No. So you could play Deep Sea Adventure. Deep Sea Adventure. So, so here's, here's, here's what I would like to say. <laughs> here's what I would like to say about the two games I know of that relate to scuba. Okay. Are both push your luck games. Right. Why does push your luck have to be associated tension? tension. <laughs> it's like it brings tension into it. So I so one thing I want to say. <laughs> so you you the other day we brought up scuba and you you got cross with me and you were like, you can't you acknowledge that it's stressful or something? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. So I I will I don't think I got you you cross. you across is maybe strong, but you were like you were like. You gave the impression that I was like, I'm a very valiant person and I'm not scared of anything or something. I think everyone should take the beginning scuba class. And the reason, I did. so the reason why, and, and I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm not telling this to you, but I'm, I'm saying the thing I think is great about it is you get that really visceral, um, monkey brain holy crap reaction when you put your friggin' face under the water for the first time with it with with your gear on and you can breathe i my yeah, was, my yeah. my hind brain was losing its mind and i'm like i i can stand up right like i'm yeah. i'm in like three foot of water with a regulator on and I, it was just interesting from a from a mind perspective of just seeing your <laughs> The millions of years old reaction go, this is not good. Like <laughs> just, and I, I, I think it's fun. So I, I think that's a thing that people should do. I think it's an important experience to have is it, to it do s stressful things in a safe context. It was a good experience to have because it was a fear. And I got through that and I had that exact same reaction that you just described. And then once I was able to get over that, that was fine. And yeah, it's, Yes. Yeah. And, and it is, it is, it is a good thing to, to do to sort of face that and be like, okay, this is safe. And this is. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's hard to do. Like it, it, it doesn't happen a lot in our mm -hmm. kind of workaday context, right? Like it, it definitely it happens doesn't. in, in jujitsu. Uh, you, you, you get to be like, oh, I'm going to get murdered now. Um, it's hard to be a software developer living on the edge. It, <laughs> it's probably not good to be a software developer living on the edge. Um, but so that is, that is one of the things like my approach to scuba diving is I go not very deep and I go look at cute stuff and I float around right. and I'm not at the 150 foot depth right. where something goes wrong. You are, you so here's, here's the yeah. games I can think of that have push, that push I, your luck. Well, no. So there's deep sea adventure, which mm. is a tiny little, same publisher as nine tells panic. It's a oink games. <laughs> so same aesthetic. Uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's, it's a small box and it's okay. got little pieces and you're basically trying to reclaim treasure. Uh, and then if you go too far, everyone dies cause you run out of air who didn't ever leave yeah. the thing. So there's that, um, cause you're all in the same air thing, of course. Then there's deep blue, which just came out from days of wonder. So deep blue is, uh, you all have, uh, ships and you're, you're 
can go on dives together at different dive holes or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's more like a set collection meets push your luck style game. Mm-hmm. There's Oceanos, which was a very colorful game from yellow. It's like a, it's got almost like a Captain Nemo type, silly uh, steampunk sub right. thing. And you're doing stuff with deep sea stuff. It's more cutesy type art. Okay. Um, I don't own, I don't own any of those three games, but those are the three I can I can think of that have to do with like adventures under the sea. There's also underwater cities, which is like a heavier Euro game that has to do with like creating cities, like colonizing underwater. Underwater, effectively, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aquaman. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one of people playing something in a place, like the Santorini and Santorini one is definitely um, one I've seen before. I don't know. I'm sure there's. Many others. I mean, you could play Shakespeare while watching a Shakespeare play or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you could bring Hive. That would be. That's All right. It's only I'll two to, player, though. Yeah, I'll try to think you of something You have a bigger else. group. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we can work out. I don't know. It's going to be fun, though. All right. Enjoy. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Check out Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com. Context Free is a, is a contrarian content production. Uh, find out more along with our various detailed, wonderful show notes that contain lots of links about pretty much everything we discuss at contextfree.fm. Thanks.